You, you guys have seen Between Two Ferns, right? Yeah, yeah I love yeah, that so Zach Galifianakis. So funny. He's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Really is. And we're expecting a little more of the same from you today, oh, so. Man. I like it, man. Uh, <laughs> welcome to another heat. episode of the DNA Airwaves. <laughs> a lot of pressure in here, as you can feel, guys. Sweating. Um, <laughs> as usual, I'm your host, Anthony. With you is, uh, with me, and you, is uh, my co-host, Ricky. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Glad to be alive. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. And we're joined by an uh, unusually obnoxious but hilarious guy <laughs> that we've just met and uh, <laughs> looking forward to getting to know in this next, uh, what do we say, 30, 45 hour of your time. Asher, man, thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks for man. having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure, man. Um, you want to start off by talking about your upside down mic? Or? Uh, I was actually curious <laughs> about Dariki being uh, thankful to be alive, uh, but uh, oh, I don't get okay. too far off topic. Um, no, no, let's start. Let's, no, uh, yeah, I like it. I usually just say it because I have to remind myself sometimes when life gets me down that I am grateful to be alive. I have to constantly remind myself that Daily practice this life gratitude. is a gift. And even though sometimes it does suck, I am very, very grateful to be alive as opposed to not alive. As opposed to not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Profound. And, and that is profound, and it's inspiring to, I'm sure, everybody who's listening. Uh, I was just I was just wondering if it was associated with some event, some key event, or, you know. Oh, uh, you yeah, just got, you uh, just many events. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I've lost, some, I've lost some close dear friends and some family uh -huh. members, and I've had some, you know, near-death experiences myself that have made me really appreciate this gift that we've been given called life. Yeah. And I know that sounds corny, nope, but... Nope, it's not corny at all. Uh, if you knew my life, you'd understand that it's not corny. I genuinely appreciate... Street cred. Life. No, no, I understand that. I was actually talking with a friend of mine yesterday about similar... He's gone through some loss of people very close to... Or a person very close to him uh, recently. And he's really changed, on, uh, I guess, on the back of that... Not that he was a jerk before, but it's really, I guess he's really seeing just the deeper meaning to life and his purpose here and some of the things he can contribute, like even just volunteering and things like that. It's just opened up his eyes right. in a way that, uh, uh, and he said something, he said you kind of have to go through pain to, to really understand the other side of that happiness, joy, whatever you call it. Agree. Not that we wish pain on right. ourselves or anyone else, but. Yeah. Um, as long as you are kind of learning the lessons uh, as you go through life, this is uh, this is where we are. We just flipped the whole tone yes, of this sir. podcast. Yes. By the way. Yeah, yeah no kidding. I like it, though. I've been it's real. I've a few months with my wife <laughs> no, no. binge-watching The Punisher, so <laughs> yeah, the guy's like always like bleeding and cutting people and like in, always in the middle of like some murder scene, so uh, yeah. <laughs> you're primed, you're Makes primed. You okay. like, is that the one with uh, John? John something? Yeah. John B's? John... John uh, yeah, I mean, John. he goes by Pete. That's like his fake name, but he's like member of the CIA. And I mean, depends on which episode you're up to. But yeah, he's he's some Italian tough guy. Uh, just the actor himself, though. He's really oh, he's got a fascinating story. Yeah, he's got a really fascinating story. Just how he became an actor and his life. Mm. If you ever get a chance, I think he does a podcast as well. I just saw a clip with him and Shia LaBeouf, but his story is pretty crazy. And just like how he's lived the life of uh, it's very fascinating if you get a chance to check out his podcast i'm sorry i don't remember his name i'm pretty sure it starts with the it's john b hey, Berthnall. maybe i'm he saying that wrong he's a fascinating type of position he does 
Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. He can relate. That, that's, that tends to be the case with all these movies. Like, you see some psychotic person, like, it's they have some association, or at least they've lived that part for a while in order to play the part appropriately. That's true. Or you got just, mm, just yeah, to be able to tap into possible. that, right? And every actor's kind of crazy. Just yeah, I mean, like, look at Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, that's just the... Mm, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We could name yeah. a bunch, but <laughs> I think you have to be a little bit crazy to be a really good yeah. actor. Is that only that's acting? Why I was, like that does that apply to other things? Does that, does that apply to music on some level? Um, yeah, I think so. There's some crazy element to it, at least. Like, if you look at Lady Gaga, she's totally whacked out. Um, right. I mean, uh, there's actually a, a bunch of mental health uh, issues that she's pretty public about also, but um, interestingly enough, yes. she went to NYU. Yeah, yeah. That's why, I don't know, I just had the these kind of interesting associations. I, I've never actually met her, but uh, we, we both went to Steinhardt, so. Um, some very ah, gotcha. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, there you are. What was your time like at NYU? Um, it was great. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's, an, it's an enriching just place to be in, just be around a lot of smart, innovative, hardworking people. Um, really expensive yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, yeah, they, they, they do. Well they make sure. a, a serious effort to, to build community, like postgraduate, um, which I probably okay. didn't capitalize nice. okay. on enough. But um, yeah, there's I, that's sort of it's interesting because it's sort of a little south of like where all the celebrities live. Um, you just kind of see them walking around a little bit right. in that, that area. Um, I don't know why they choose that area to live in. Um, cause it's not the prettiest <laughs> in my van from my vantage point, but, but yeah, the, the whole NYU experience was pretty, um, honestly, it was a bit of like a country club, <laughs> which doesn't impress too many people, oh, nice. <laughs> but, uh, mm. I worked my ass off <laughs> right. to get there. So, um, anyway, sure. let's talk about that a little bit. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We like hard work. We like hard work. Uh, uh, people yeah, but not here. necessarily efficient work. There's much to admire here. <laughs> I mean, I took a really securitist mm. route to the. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty okay. frank, guys. <laughs> Speaking of frank, um, I, I don't know. I, I got like three, three very expensive, really challenging degrees just just to like get accepted to the programs, and then I ended up back in music, mm. which was pretty much my ultimate calling. So here I am. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, um, just kind of discovering my just myself, who I really am, what makes me happy, joyful uh, in life. Uh, realizing that uh, life is a very short um, road, as you know. Um, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's kind of all over before you know it, which is kind of a depressing thought in a sense, but also it kind of puts a fire under your butt to like just really find your true self and and try to impact yeah, people yeah, in a meaningful yeah. way. True every yeah. day absolutely um, and we're joyous to be able to uh join you in this path of discovery of yourself for the next little while as we chat too so thank you um and i've learned a lot so far i told you 30 minutes so i'm gonna know exactly who you are i definitely lied about that <laughs> it's not one of my superpowers but we're gonna try our best to uncover a little bit now I read on the Google, and I hope this is not incorrect. Sometimes it's embarrassing. On the Google. Yeah, sometimes it's embarrassing to try something else. It's like, uh, no, that wasn't me. But you started playing violin at two years old, correct, so far? Uh, Two and change, so give give people some credit, yeah. We'll we'll update that. (laughs) And then by 13, you're in the Philharmonic. Is that also correct? I was not in the Philharmonic. It was a performance for the Philharmonic, uh, but... We'll All count right. it. Okay. You know, uh, it's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah. I performed uh, pretty much weekly, or I'm going to say monthly, actually. It was, it was weekly um, 
rehearsals with the, the Buff, um, Greater Buffalo Youth Orchestra, the Greater Buffalo Youth Strength Orchestra, which is pretty much a conglomerate of upstate, okay. you know, uh, competing uh, string string players, wind players. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Now, what what led you to that path? Uh, well, I think my mother, uh, but she claims that it was my oldest brother, who's you know re- really uh, a, a talented violinist. Uh, he's six six years older than me. She claims I looked up to him, and, and I wanted okay. to do that. She claims. Well, yeah, because I don't know that I okay, like. How, how do we know? You know, she, she <laughs> like it was an intensive instrument to start somebody on that young. At two, I was yeah, still thinking. But that, but that being said, I don't know if you saw my Instagram stories, Facebook stories. I I just started my daughter off. Uh, she did three um, on the violin, tiny violin. Uh, should have brought it out here for show, but oh, yeah. that's okay. We're gonna take a different that's direction cool. with her, but uh, not as okay. in- intensive Suzuki style as I had it. But I'm gonna try to get her to love the instrument. Did you love it at that age? I, I don't yeah. I don't know I, I do have a lot of ironically clear memories of being two three four um, but I can't okay. remember what I did like a month ago <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but but yeah I, I mean I have like fond memories of just like growing up at that age and like being in a beautiful home and um, like warm family uh, being around musical siblings three others uh, I don't know nice. if I was really looking forward to playing like Mississippi hot dog. Uh, <laughs> or, <laughs> I don't know. Fair enough. But I yeah. remember reading the notes and um, playing them and having a margarine box with uh, rubber bands that served as strings, kind of plucking away, kind of get the fingering, and then moving to my mm. first wood instrument, uh, wood violin uh, by three. So remember that part. Wow. That's an early start. And when did you finally realize that you probably should stick this out and try and actually like continue with the violin and no other instrument? Uh, uh, well, uh, it wasn't exclusively the violin. Um, I actually I moved to Israel in 1999. I was there for a year before I came back to New York. And, um, yeah. and I, oh, okay. uh, I, my life was like jamming with my buddies and doing competitions and like playing perf- concerts, performances, stuff like that. Um, so I was yeah. the, playing the drums and piano. I was like honing my skills. So yeah, I was branching off into other instruments, but violin, I, I just was always right. like, I was classically trained and I had the skills, um, because of all the intensive training. So it's sort of like a no brainer to focus on what I was really good at. Whereas like everybody seems to feel sure. like right. I got to sing, I got to sing. Cause that's where, what people may pay most attention to. And for me, it's the opposite. I take mm. sort of. I don't take the path of least, least resistance. I take the path of probably most resistance because um, yeah. I already have the skill and I kind of want to mm. showcase that skill. And I'm, in a sense, mm-hmm. it's right. harder for me because people don't necessarily gravitate towards the violin uh, in the society. The, the push for the major right, labels right. is the singers, the vocalists, um, which I understand because the, the lyrics sort of yeah, tell people yeah, what to yeah. think, how, how you know what, what, what the message of the song is. And, and the violin, you're sort of... Uh, you're not projecting as much what, what people should think. You're kind of, you want to leave it up to their interpretation. So it's a little more work for the listener. Um, right. Yeah, so uh, I totally digress from what you were asking, <laughs> which which is more like the violin <laughs> thing. It's okay. You're taking us um, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I just... I guess you know you kind of after like 20 years or 15 years of, of playing and you realize you have like this unique niche and like the jazz bands next door in your school 
Mm. Uh, yeah. I want to be a little different than everybody else. Uh, so improvising on saxophone sure. is different than improvising on a vi violin. So uh, that kind of gave me yeah. the opportunity yeah. professionally right. yeah. in the New on the New York scene and then the L.A. and Texas scene uh, to kind of promote mm. myself as like this unique uh, performer, uh, somebody who with like a large repertoire um, that I knew by heart and then also could sight read mm. that kind of thing. So that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, that, that opened up opened up some doors for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just want to jump in. You mentioned uh, these different scenes, and we're in Canada. I don't know if we mentioned that to you. I'm uh, pretty close. Uh, I grew up from in, Canada. you know, in Williamsville, which is like an hour from there, 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like Toronto, right. Canada? Or? We're neighbors. Yeah, 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 yeah yep. GTA okay. at least. Uh, um, so I bring that up because in Canada, and you can disagree if you, I don't think you'll disagree, Jeriki, but we don't have, and I'm, I mean, let me, Okay, so we don't have music scenes in the way that you seem to in the U.S. Now, we do have some major cities that have become more of hubs for their provinces, mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem to be a share. Like, I never hear anyone saying, um, you know, I jumped from Toronto to Edmonton and then I was over in, I don't know, I can't even think, like B.C. Like, it doesn't seem to be a thing the way that you can just spit out, like, I was in New York, Texas, L.A., we don't seem to have those hubs. So what are the, I guess what I'm really wanting to ask after pointing that out is just uh, what are some of the differences between the different cities or states that you've kind of um, acquainted yourself with? Well, just because I was kind of going to school in New York, uh, I'm, I'm more familiar with the New York scene, although I spent years going out to L.A. like every other week. Um, I, I wasn't deeply acquainted with like the clubs. I was mostly doing like snobby high end events, you know, <laughs> but that was just my yeah, associations. Um, I just got I mm. connected with, with, uh, different booking agents out there. Um, gotcha. New York, uh, the, there's, it seems to be more of like, uh, at least when I was an undergrad, more of like a grungier under, underground kind of like, I don't know, smoke pot and enjoy music before that became banned, uh, kind of vibe. Uh, with more, mm -hmm. I would say probably okay, more yeah. versatility, like more variety in terms of the scenes. I'm surprised you're saying that about Toronto. I would think Toronto would be, I've only played weddings and corporate events up in Toronto. Um, okay. So you've been down here. Yeah. Uh, up there. Uh, but well, um, uh, spiritually up there, you know, it's like on a higher level than New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just blew yeah. some minds. You're like, up, down, yeah, which way is yeah. it? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, Toronto is a scene. I didn't mean to, I don't know if I said that wrong, but uh, I mean, do you understand what I was saying there, Dariki? Just about Canada? A little bit, yeah. Like, I think, um, I think Toronto does have a scene, and I think there's other, some smaller pockets. Like, Montreal, I think, has a, has a music scene yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there are small music scenes in some of the places you mentioned because we've been lucky enough to talk mm. to musicians from there. Yeah. Um, they just don't seem to be as, um, what's Prominent the word? Or no, I guess crossed. Robust yeah, or well-known, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of hard to kind of find your way into well, those scenes. Especially and you know what it is, too? So I mean, I guess kind of the, the other thing that I notice with the U.S. is, although we have different pockets and different scenes in different cities here, they don't seem to be known for something specifically. Like you can't really identify a style with it as the way that I feel like we can with us. Like when you think of like, mm. you don't associate jazz in Montreal, maybe, but like across the board, no. Cause you might go different Fair. States in the U S and have like a specific, like Neil soul pocket in Philly or like, you know, that sort of thing. You know what yeah. I, well, um, what do you attribute that to? 
Probably demographics. So maybe I, I don't know if you're going to like my, my <laughs> personal opinion, my unsolicited opinion. I think it's the big money. I think it's the labels. I think it's the labels that are pushing. Okay. Uh, that's okay. why like hip hop's a bit much like you're this right. big wave the last like couple of decades when Drake became big. That's all I heard when I was a teacher. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Um, Okay, you know what? I failed a class, uh, not an actual class, a life class, because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably both ways, but I, um, <laughs> I got to stop. I'm just rambling now. That's I spoke with a uh, very popular musician, uh, Eddie Bullen. Shout out to Eddie Bullen. Uh, Well-known Canada, has done a ton to contribute to the Canadian music uh -huh. scene. He gave me the exact same explanation that you just did, and I forgot. Um, and he mm. did say it was definitely due to the money behind it and the labels and kind of being able to saturate saturate different markets with specific. So uh, thanks for clearing uh, that well, up. I, I don't know things for a fact. I just um, I got my theories about the world and about how things run. Um, and I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm touched that you've uh, sort of accepted my, my explanation. But just sort of building on that, because of my philosophy, um, because uh -huh. of that very specific thing that I mentioned, uh, that is why I keep pushing my unique like EDM classical kind of blend of like front violin frontman concept, which nobody really knows about or necessarily cares about, yeah. because I, I feel like okay, like <laughs> if you can get people to do it, if you get get like a team behind you, it could happen. You know, Lindsey Sterling did it, yeah, uh, yeah. David Garrett did it. You know, he's got big. They have big teams, but um, I just think like you could pretty much like you could you could sell whatever to people. Like I could take uh, chopsticks and and be like the most famous chopstick player <laughs> on a on a, on a table and millions of people will come to, to me if I got a yeah. if I got a team behind me that's just what I think I don't know hmm. Do you actually break dance, or do you just hire break dancers? Um, I do. Oh. <laughs> I do actually break dance. Um, I, I honestly, okay, I don't even know why okay. I'm saying this, but I slowed down a bit and I, I branched into other. I'm gonna. <laughs> this is gonna hurt me. Uh, I branched into like kind of other, other aspects of the violin performance because I realized like I can't like break dance mm. when I'm 60 or 70. Uh, right, right. Yeah, it'd be I mean, tough. Anyway. <laughs> I'd pay money to see yeah, it though. Good money. <laughs> it's a high ticket. Right it was there. also well. I also branched off a little bit because it was complicating my my smaller performances. Like somebody would see me at a big show, and then they okay. then they would like hire me for like a, a corporate event where you know they're not oh, there right. necessarily to see you. You're there as expensive wallpaper and whatever. Like hey, right. expensive wallpaper. Look who we have here. And then yeah. they're like, oh, mm -hmm. could you break dance? Right, it's right. like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. No, time and a place. No, time and yeah, a place. Yeah, right, yeah, no. so good. I just, yeah, took a step back and I just said, okay, I'll reserve it for like big concerts where people are paying attention. <laughs> and did you do, like, did you purposely try to make this like trans-genre improvisation and, and just everything that you seem to have done to avoid being pigeonholed into one particular category like it seems like you didn't want to just be a wedding guy you didn't want to be the breakdancing <laughs> violinist so you're going to do all of these things so that no one can pinpoint Something one thing like to that. you, you kind of genius. you're a very smart man genius I told you 30 minutes I we got to you. dissect myself over like months I'm like what the hell's wrong with me why am I doing why am I pivoting every month um, yeah good, so though. it's really interesting that you yeah, yeah well, are you like a psychotherapist or something that's 
That's a very <laughs> no, no, not even. Not I need psychosis. Not registered. Before, uh, I feel like I've just somebody pulled mm. out my pants in public. <laughs> <laughs> Only your top half is showing, yeah. so you're good. Um. <laughs> for now, uh, wait for the yeah the oh, for now. Um, yeah. But but uh, you know I'm also That's like exploring funny. possibilities within the violence. So it's not all it's not all just right. like uh, yeah an ego thing it's also just you know like i'm doing hoverboard mm. like i'm hoverboarding on a violin just because it's like i can do it and i had gymnastics in my past yeah wow so that's that's like a yeah it's yeah. like a fun thing to wow. do like why not i'm gonna be doing a gorilla suit in a week why not why the EDM not thing, nice. You know? nice hey i don't blame you yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. this is hilarious that's because <laughs> when you think of the violin where are you doing a... that just out of curiosity oh, sorry, sorry I, what we both have. Where are you doing that? Where are you putting on the monkey suit? Oh, where? Yeah. Sorry, the gorilla um, costume. The monkey well, suit. I didn't get in time for this for this week. I was doing a, I have a, a, a like a fundraising event on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna come mm. in time. Uh, um, gotcha. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start. I start right, on social media. On the edge. <laughs> I start on social media, then people kind of start to request that stuff. So. Um, hey. Okay. Hey, so if it works, you know. So yeah, I'll run with it until the next thing. The uh, until they're into like ostrich suits or something. Well, I need something uh, I can hold my head, yeah. um, kind of flush on, on the shoulder. Yeah, and, but um, otherwise the answer is going to fall. <laughs> it's going to look yeah. kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. Good point. That's fine. That's why I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's almost like you've taken the, you know, like the the NBA, the slam dunk competition where there's all these new ideas. You think you've seen it all until you see. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is what I feel like you're exposing to us right now. But which is also funny because I'm sure as a classical instrument, I know for a fact the violin has a lot of purists and classical music has yes. a lot of purists. Yes. Do you, yeah. have you had a fight over this? How does that I'm look? I'm fighting over it all the time. Um, yeah, I try to, <laughs> okay. I try to I collaborate imagine. with uh, like a really, a pretty prominent uh, cellist who's um, just playing with philharmonics all over the place. And and she, she mm. loves the music that I'm producing. I even produce a symphony, but it's not specifically in her, her like um, subgenre. What is it? It's, it's not even classical. Well, I guess I produce more cinematic kind of uh, full symphony okay. productions, okay. but hers is like she does she won't touch pop and that's kind of half of my branding uh she, and she won't even yeah. touch really cinematic stuff she's sticking true to staying true to her um baroque classical kind of kind of music why do violinists do that i find <laughs> violinists are really like pure that's like most of them won't touch pop music you know i know a couple that do but like for the most part it seems like they're really i don't know what the word is stiff Pure. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, stiff is like yeah, rigid, rigid in there. In uh, way, yeah. So, okay, I actually want to. I'm gonna try to remember my second thought on like the um, uh, what's the word? Uh, sacrilegious kind of uh, hater comments mm. that I get. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think this is my theory. You'll let me know what you think. I think yeah. it's largely okay. because it. uh, you know people are putting in like a huge amount of effort like in terms of years and years and years private lessons very yeah. expensive yes. uh, effort to just like learn their craft and right. for them to kind of throw it out the window and use a fraction of it for pop music right. and a lot of these pop musicians are like just naturally talented mm, yeah. they right. sing in tune or they just have a major push behind them or they're badass so people can uh, kind of you know they have the marketing prowess going yeah, on yeah. so that's that's I think where the mm. stiffness comes in and the inflexibility I kind of I can kind of understand it. Okay. 
Um, but it's gotcha. also not so easy to earn yeah, a living that way. See that. Yeah, right. I think they're just like you said, like we talked about earlier, just pigeonholing, pigeonholing themselves into getting this stuck into thing, just yeah. one type of like gig or one type of performance. I don't know. Hmm. But let's get back to the other part of the conversation, which was the hate you receive for dabbling in uh, so many know. different stuff. Like, you what are some of the fights that you have? Um, <laughs> I do. I like you to spill know, the tea. Uh, <laughs> so, tr so I guess social media wouldn't be uh, the authentic social, social media experience if it, if it weren't for those lovely trolls, which come by the droves, at least for yeah. me. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because when Zuckerberg was down, you know, and he lived with the metaverse and he was failing, you could see all these hater. Mm. They weren't hater comments. They were hater media outlets like CNN, Fox, like all these guys like okay. shooting yeah. them. Obviously, had bad experience with their platforms and they're like oh too bad that like right. now the now like the land of trolls is going to be or the overlord of tro trolls whatever you call it is now gonna like yeah. disappear which is never going to happen but um so yeah no yeah they, they, you know they say oh you know you're you're not you're like a no-name unless you got trolls um hating on you but because it, hmm. it it strikes you need some haters I'm sorry? here no i said you need some haters. no i said that's fair yeah, yeah, yeah. it strikes controversy <laughs> Uh, and that gets right. the people, the, 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 their supporters, uh, kind of, you know, posting comments and then the haters posting more comments and like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a game, but like how much, how much do you want to play that game? Like how much do you want to be the most reviled and loved right. person? Yeah. I guess if you're Trump, you, you want that, you know, you love that. Mm. <laughs> if right, you're any yeah, other right. dysfunctional super leader of the world or different regions, like you love that you want to be hated and loved because any form of attention is valuable. I'd like to be much smaller exactly. and appreciated mostly because I'm not, I don't see myself as that dysfunctional. Mostly. Mm. Hmm. Well, okay. people will be the judge of that. Well, no. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> that's a good point. I'm going to shut my mouth now. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're here to talk. We're here to talk. It's therapy yeah. for all of us. These conversations, we yes, all open up a little bit at different times and. It's just a, it's coming from a place of love where you're well received. So speak, <laughs> speak your mind, speak freely. Uh, I don't think we have any sort of there's no um, there's no like jurisdiction or nothing. There's no censorship on our podcast, right? We can say whatever we want Never. to say. We anything yeah, we want to say. Open up your heart. We're good. We are good. I want to talk <laughs> to you a little bit about the business side. Don't we, worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. As our yes. listenership grows, actually, Dariki just pointed out to me uh, before wow. we started that we're like uh, on Apple Podcasts, we're the, in the top. 10 we're number five i think yeah definitely top you 10, top 10 i would say um humble for, brag uh, this is on the Canadian side of I'm, I'm aware music podcast so we're just putting it out there man we got one or two people listening but it's still a safe yeah, place secret yeah, safe yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah. secret safe with us um, and a million other people <laughs> all of us and our friends yeah, family. Yeah. <laughs> yes exactly yeah so i mean just uh jumping around a little bit because i know our time with you is short i think we're gonna have to have you back in another time man there's uh there's a lot i want to get into if you'll have you, us but, uh, just to get people a little bit of insight into uh, your journey. You've, I'm seeing it as a, a masterpiece because Dariki mentioned how you have all these different aspects of the music and really creativity that you've, and skill that you've put all into like one package that is kind of repurposable. That's the way I see it. Um, can you talk to me about the business side beyond the creativity, how you put it all together mm. and how you make it? Uh your brand. It's, it's a little bit of hell on earth, uh, the business side. It's stuff I don't want to deal with, <laughs> but I, reala Fair, yeah, yeah. I realize that um, if if I 
if I don't deal with it, then I, I need to commit to one person who may or may not end up using me or, or abusing me. So I kind of right. choosing the mm, long game. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just hear too many like dirty stories about the 360 mm. deals. And um, so, yeah, no, yeah, I might yep. cave at some point. Uh, but but to answer your question more directly, the <laughs> yes, the, you know we're, we're dealing with like you're a small, dedicated team. Um, it's really about building relationships with that team, if they're under kind of your umbrella. So yeah, yeah. it's hard to in my from my experience, it's hard to build something if you don't have a team. Um, you know when you when you release something, you sure. need to kind of syndicate it to your your you know the people that are that are working with you um that are that may have relationships sure. with with playlists and um um just you know blogs magazines that type of stuff um yeah, yeah. i have i've i've tested all sorts of things under the sun and i've been screwed many times um on a micro level yeah and kind of got back up okay. and it's it's a it's a bit of a dirty game and it's uh, sadly it sure facilitated by the um, I'm yeah, and this is very accusatory, but by by the big platforms, um, which I'm going to purposely mm, remain vague because right. I get punished <laughs> in different ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. Right. So, um, so how do I how do I give you your listeners more useful information? Um, so aside from building a team. Uh, I keep very mm -hmm. careful detailed data points on an Excel chart, like the hundreds and thousands That's of big. pieces of data, not hundreds of thousands, thousands okay. of pieces of data. Um, and I, and Fair. I have formulas that pretty much add up my expenses and my ROI, uh, the way a business would. So I know mm -hmm. what's working, okay. what isn't working. And I sometimes have to look at like a, a, a six month picture to really know if something's working for a campaign. Cause Got you. Because a lot of yeah, campaigns, yeah. they yeah. may work. Like the, 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 some campaigns work well overnight, but then you end up getting harmed. Like, yeah. Or plateaued. Yeah, yeah. plateaus. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And, but over six months, like the long game tends to be a little bit more valuable. And you have to think about, okay, what am I doing in 10 years, 20 years from, from now? And, um, you know, co collaborations. That's, uh, that's why I kind of posted hashtag collaboration on, on, my, on my Instagram at least. Because I, you know, I do value certain collaborations uh, when you know I collaborate with yeah. companies yeah. And, and artists and people that are interested. Like I just released a thing with Porter Singer. She's a very talented artist, out, singer out in, um, pardon the pun, uh, out out in uh, Canada actually. Um, no, Seattle. Sorry, Seattle. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's insane oh, beats. Close. Collaborate with him. Yeah, close, close enough, right? North Northwest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. know, th those are those seem to be the tried and true methods to kind of connecting you know sharing each other's fan bases to an extent um right those are some gems That's i've great. had some damaging experiences with um ads but i don't know if that's just like a super okay. long game i've okay. had some negative experiences with that um interesting i don't know if it's just me if like you know if the Zuckerberg uh, hates me or something, uh, I don't know. But I, I've I've done some pretty heavy heavy campaigns with that stuff, and I still do on occasion. But uh, really, just not much of an ROI there for me. 
Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. it could be hit I hear you. Yeah. Um, what's I think everybody's dabbled in it at times, yeah. tried to do the Facebook ad stuff, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and I don't seem to understand why it works and why it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, my theory yeah. is, like, if, you know, if you're already on a tour and you're already booked for a tour by a management company and then you're running ads, then it's working really well. But if you're like trying to sell out a concert right. and you're not associating them with like an, then with a group of artists that specifically are like a lookalike audience that's in that area, they're not going to give you anything and you're just going to waste uh, your money. Yes. So I don't know. Kind of right, a right. sick game. There's a method to it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what it, it is. It is a sick game. Um, for any, for all the people who are benefiting from it, there's a lot of people who are spending money and failing, and I guess that's uh, that's just a part of the game. That's, uh, but you know what? You dropped some real gems in there. I think that was some great stuff, especially about... And I think it's maybe the way that people tend to look at musicians as, like, you take it one gig or one week or whatever, one night at a time. But I'm so glad that mm. you kind of expanded on that that you're actually like yeah. projecting outwards and reflecting backwards to see sort of how your numbers are beyond just the notes and everything that people seem to sometimes think that it's just a matter of showing up and playing and people are going to call you. But you kind of, you painted a really nice picture of, you know, what the, um, what the music looks like beyond the music. So that's, yeah, thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but uh, Unfortunately, it's exhausting. I get exhausted by bookkeeping. Well, yeah, there's yeah. that. <laughs> it's like you, you need yeah. somebody, like a dedicated person to like have access to your credit cards and all the expenses. And that's, mm, you don't know if you're going to yeah. screw it up. So I kind of micromanage it myself. It's really not a game that I want to play. It is tricky. Right. Balancing the creativity and then that other stuff that you don't want to do, which actually can be harmful, harmful to the creativity. That's a, that's a real challenge for musicians, I think. Um, I want to... Sp- but you're doing well. Thank you. I think there's more harm in not taking the Asher approach, though. In, I like that. Are we, are in, we coining uh, that? Not the Asher yeah, approach? Yeah, I think we might have to call it the Asher report, the Asher oh, approach, yeah, yeah. because I think that most, most uh, musicians do themselves a disservice when they're not looking at, you know money being spent should they be spending money on what yeah. looking at the you know projections what their ROI is going to be right. i think all of those are a necessary evil for any musician that wants to have a sustainable career so i think it's it's a wonderful gem that i hope people listening really kind of hone in on that yeah. and we've talked about it with other musicians the importance of understanding the business side of this because otherwise you will end up hating music <laughs> as a result yeah. or or yeah in yourself yeah. as a result so i think yeah, it's thank important you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay here's a question do you see yourself as a musician or is it like i mean here's three i'm a mm. musician entrepreneur brand all three right, good question. i guess it's a matter of the order uh i like to put i like to say uh violinist producer is number one so um, okay but but I, I don't spend as much time on it as of the last six years as i did prior when i was just like uh i was literally just a studio guy and i just dealt with i just had the booking agents deal with all the crap with the clients and, mm, and, okay. and events and concerts right um but then i kind of got yeah. i, I, I kind of got tired of like being in the dark all the time um yeah and sure. that's yeah. kind of when i maybe maybe and middlemen can get pricey, right? Yeah, and it's sort of like, yeah. okay, th- then I started doing events like out of town, and I, I was questioning, okay, well, how, how much should I be worth and how much I'm actually getting paid? And I'm making a living, but should right. I be making a greater living? So gotcha. you know, I've had clients yeah. give, me, give me checks um, at an event that I'm playing, 
uh, and like literally uh, purposely, I'm thinking purposely, the check was, the envelope was open. I was supposed to mail it to the, the booking agent like in California. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, hmm, this is $1,500 more than I, than I charge. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, said, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe I should have just continued on that path. Um, and if I did, I mm. would probably be phenomenally, I would say more busy than I am now. I'm doing maybe 200 events a year. I'd probably be just like booked up the wazoo. Uh, but how much do I want to be away from my family on the road? Uh, True. And, yeah. and right. kind of work yeah. that out. I guess everybody's got to make their own decisions. You know, if you're single and you have a little more time to go around and do that. If you're, if you have a family of kids, right. wife, uh, then you have to decide how much is your time worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't answer Absolutely. your question so much. It's like violinist, marketer, and then sorry, violinist, entrepreneur, and then um, you say businessman or uh, yeah, that's you. Uh, brand, brand, brand. Uh, all but three. That's but that's like just how I umbrella. see myself. Yeah, as, yeah. Huh, I don't okay. like to think of myself no, as like a brand or as like okay, a business. It it kind of takes like the soul out of what I do, honestly. But agree. No, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna debate that, but no, I think you're right. I understand where you're coming from. On I that. see my fans as as my um, as my clients um, or potential clients. Mm. Sadly, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have tremendous like respect for them. I'm very careful with how I speak to them. Uh, like any any heart, any love, Space. comment, like DM, I I deeply value because it's like okay, this is like a vote of confidence in me when there's a million other musicians they could be spending their time watching, listening to. That's true. That's very. You know what? I guess just I wasn't going to debate what you're saying there, but I think the way that I think of business is pretty much what you're describing because you see your your fans as clients. You're serving them, and when I think of business, I'm thinking of service. At least, like even if it's a product, it's coming something to serve you in some way, and that's where it should be coming from, in my opinion. So so. that's why I founded Fiddler's Dream Productions, which is the I like to kind of separate in my mind the 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 service end of kind of what I do, and the artist end is my name, Mm -hmm. my 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 own music. So, got you. Nah, I like it. This is that's a uh, yeah, that's a good breakdown. There's a lot of perspective in here. That's cool. cool. Absolutely. Um, I would want to do another whole podcast with you, just kind of talking about <laughs> whatever you want. Um, guys. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> talking about your your music, like the creativity process behind making some of the music that you've actually made and released, because hmm. I I I always always fascinated at people's reasoning or thought process when creating Um, but i don't think we have enough time and i don't want to condense it i did want to ask real quick just before you go though what was your experience like in israel and why did you choose to go up Uh, there so i was earning i had an opportunity to earn credits um for that first year freshman year from university um yu back in new york so uh, I took that yeah. opportunity. I, I saw it was like an enriching experience, just kind of get out of my sheltered element, being, um, you know, being upstate since age of nineteen, and uh, yeah, it was it was an eye-opening experience to say the least, because that was the year of the uh, piguas, as they call them. Like there were there were terrorist attacks right and left. I, I did a uh, it was a horrendous right, horrendous yeah. year to be there, and I was like that was the year wow. of the. Um, pizzeria explosion i mean just i I can't even tell you like i knew people who were yeah it was hell uh and i was on a i was i could imagine um in mission motion plays uh called moshe bay meir and i just we spent so much time just playing music but we were also getting credits taking courses some of that um 
so that that's like that's the condensed that's that's not so condensed but condensed answer to your question yeah well gotcha would you go back um, or do you want to go back? Yeah, I do want to go back. It's it's a beautiful experience, beautiful place. Uh, my sister lives there. Um, yeah, she moved out. Oh, there. okay. But she she was in New York, uh, you know, for years. But um, I, I don't know. Just I, there's just there's a, lot, a lot of political drama. There's just like a lot of hate, and there's also a lot of love. Yeah. But it's just it's just the fact that it's it's. Um, I'm going to go out there, but, but I was speaking more to, um, I, I kind of lost my train of thought with respect to like the, the year of the Piguas. I, no I worries. Just, um, I, I, I'm, I remember sort of like it was yesterday we were doing this battle of the bands and we, we actually won battle of the bands that, that year, but that evening th- there nice. was an explosion and there were, there, there were ambulances. We heard the ambulance and it was just like this bizarre mix of feelings like winning and like people dying and there being an announcement in the middle of the competition this big concert and uh it it just left this indelible mark on my just my whole experience and association with music and what i kind of want to do in life and yeah can only yeah no i i could totally understand i mean we are sheltered from that kind of life over here in north america of having you know a war or even some type of major conflict at our front door so for you to be able to kind of just like be doing battle of the bands and hearing tragedy going on in the name of you know or all this political drama it's kind of uh yeah i could only imagine a not traumatic but a very eye-opening experience for you and I would be reluctant to go back. Yeah, to I, I, I mean, I'm, rem- I'm remembering um, one of the guys got up there, made an announcement in between the performances towards the end. They said, uh, uh, "Is there like a type O yeah. blood or something like that?" It was an AB universal donor. Oh wow! Uh, because it was right nearby. Jeez. It was in, I believe it was in the outskirts of like nearby in Jerusalem. Um, Dang. Okay. So yeah, I haven't thought about that actually until in years until now. Um, wow. but, mm. but yeah, so you guys, you feel like you were, you lived sheltered lives in Toronto compared to, I feel like just in terms of like war zones and just like that yeah. type of conflict. I don't, I haven't, I haven't seen that kind of conflict only on TV. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've seen violence, definitely have seen violence, but, uh, it's a different type of violence. And I think, um, you know, I have friends that have lived in like Croatia and other places that had really experienced, you know, tanks in their neighborhoods and soldiers and, mm-hmm. and you know, missile strikes and things like that that I I would never, I'd never experienced. So I don't, I don't want to say sheltered, but it's definitely a completely different experience than what I'm sure the average Israeli would have to. So endure, on the topic you know? of war, definitely. warfare and uh, um tanks and stuff like that uh, um, a fan of mine just just sent out a, a blast to my to my emailing list on roll up mu- hip hop music video I just released um, and this guy Zavinka I think is his name he just uh, emailed me yesterday he said hey could you produce a like a, a like a, a song that's dedicated to like Ukraine and I was, I was just thinking like well as an instrumentalist oh, right. like what would make it a, a ded- dedicated to Ukraine other than I guess kind of doing a Ukrainian shout out right. and I did the Ukrainian national anthem like a, a few months ago um, but, uh, yeah. you know, I started asking him, like, should I do a cover of Ukrainian song? Anyway, it was just, it just kind of, uh, brought to mind, um, that that's, they're not on the front headlines now, but they're still in the mid, the thick of war. Right. Yeah. yeah. What's going on true. there is pretty yeah. horrendous. Yeah. Really is. And I, I don't know. Uh, do you know, like, do you see any foreseeable end? Like, it doesn't seem like. 
there's going to be any end in the in the near future. I hope there is, but uh, I don't know if there's been any updates from that gentleman or if you know a little bit more you could share. But it does, just looks like it's just going to be ongoing until one of them, you know, collapses. Yeah. Um, Scary thought. I, I think... I think it's well, that collapses or or they finally negotiate. Um, right. I mean, we're now we're talking geopolitics here. I got a lot to say about that. I just think like Russia, China, that's <laughs> this, this is a very dangerous situation. Our leaders are getting themselves into for sure uh, on both sides. Um, and, I, I, you know, I, I realize that in a sense it drives commerce and it produces a lot of jobs. And like we're getting into, like, military conversation and a lot of controversial stuff. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that they're, they're yeah. the ones who are going to decide when, when the conflict's going to end. Um, Good point. Great maybe point, actually. Maybe the AI yeah. bots that, that uh, the military is acquiring now. <laughs> private contractors are going to end it for us. I don't know. Yeah, good good point. Yeah. I mean, we will we'll have you on on our okay. political podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we can break all that down. Well, I mean, but it's been awesome yeah, talking yeah. with you, man. Yeah, um, just, like I said, I, I I could really ask a lot more questions of just about your songwriting and what made you want to kind of you know release these songs. But um, before we go, I just want to know: is there anything you have in the very new future that you want to release or that you got coming up that we could? Uh, you know, shout out or let the people know what's going on. Um, so, so I well, I just I just published Roll Up yesterday, uh, and the just music video, yep. and uh, that you know that's on YouTube. And then um, I was I got a little scattered because I fell behind um, with my music video video releases. So I should have released a music video associated right. with um, um, wow, wow, senior moment, um, Exodus. 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 Okay. Yes. yes. And yes. that that I released around Passover, uh, because you know, like people, uh, nobody's ever done it before. Uh, a full symphony with all these kind of yeah, uh, these tunes that are pretty old, uh, traditional tunes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm gonna release a, a like a music video associated with that. I'm just trying to find a costume, associated costume, like Exodus kind of thing. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, um, cool. Got you. We'll go for that. But as far as song release. <laughs> Um, Miserloo is the next one. Kind of giving you a f- Miserloo. Miserloo? Yeah. Uh, so it's um, it's a cover of a, I think it's royalty free. It's like a, um, I sh- I'm trying to remember. It's a, it was popularized. It's like a traditional song was popularized like 30, 30 years ago or something like that. Pulp Fiction, I think. Okay. Uh, so I created okay. like an orchestral, yeah, yeah, yeah. like high, okay. high energy, like rock kind of version of that which i've already performed on stage at concerts you can actually see on my social media feed um it's Very cool. yeah that that i'm excited to release but i'm kind of waiting a little i'm just gonna wait a couple of weeks uh before that that's out okay cool we'll look okay. forward to that awesome. and many more Absolutely. i guess you gotta yeah so let people know where to find you website socials uh youtube page all that good sure. stuff uh asherlaub.com a-s-h-e-r-l-a-u-b Dot com and all my socials are there on the, the side. You can see my latest releases. And if you want to go Perfect. straight to like you know streaming platforms, stuff like that, just search Astrolab. I think I'm the only one in the country. Um, Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, you know, you know, Perfect. all those platforms, Amazon. All and then uh, you know, send me some yep. love. You know, like say say hello. Let me know that you you know you're you, whatever you're, you're checking stuff out on Instagram. 
next jacked up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. Perfect, it's been man. awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate the conversation. I hope to get you back soon. Maybe even around uh, the release of the of Mr. Loop. I, I love that, uh, guys. Just you know, give me a shout out and. Well, I mean, like, let me know, and uh, happy to connect, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for having me. Till next time, guys. Stay safe. Love you guys.